I'm going to scream. I wanted to like I want you to say like the whole intro thing. I want to see when you realize. Dang it. I clicked the record button. But surely after it says it stops. It stopped. It later the announcement said it stopped recording. Stop recording. I think because I didn't preempt you. Oh my god. (laughs) And I was saying all these things, and you're just watching me, knowing that it wasn't getting recorded. Yeah, I was just smiling. I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't know. Welcome to Hidden Among Us. I'm your host, Chris. This is Honda. And welcome to episode 60. Anyway, Honda, how has your week been? It's okay. <laughs> I'm just glad no school next week. But it's like not really a break anyways. Listen, okay, my brain was like, I have one week to sort of chillax, but I have to prep for three group assignments. <laughs> Yeah. Three. One of which is next week. So it's next Tuesday. Mm. So. Fun. I just wanted a week where I could like sleep in a little. I mean, I guess we could sleep in a little. I know, but I, I wanted to start on like a new show, you know, and just like watch it. There's this show that sort of intrigues me. It's called... Roswell, New Mexico. Have you heard about it? No. Like, the plot of the story is this girl goes back to her old town, right? And she mm-hmm. meets this guy who she, she knew before, I think. I don't know. And he turns out to be an alien. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so I was... The thing is, it's always trending on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And, like, a whole bunch... Like, two of the actors... One of the actors was, like... He, he was from Pretty Little Liars. Another one was from The Vampire Diary. So I recognized those two and I'm like, oh, they're still making some coins. I see. So I was really intrigued by the premise. So I wanted mm. like a week where I could just, you know, sit and Is it on watch Netflix? the show. I don't think it's on Netflix. Also, wait, so it's still updating like week by week. Yeah, it is. But I wanted to watch uh, the earlier seasons because I think... Uh, it's on season two. It's not season one, that's for sure. Yeah, but I just wanted to start it. Yeah. Or maybe I would like finish Lucifer because it's um completed now. I didn't know that season six is the final season. My mom watched it. I'm afraid to know what her reaction is. Because I've heard mixed things about the finale. And I've seen she- GIFs. She said, like, the first season was interesting. And then there were some parts later on where she skipped, skipped, skipped. Oh, no. Okay, doesn't mean Lucifer, like, season one was really good because it's the pilot season, so they tend to yeah. throw everything in. Season two was pretty good, too. Season three was where things went downhill because season three was the longest season. It was like 20-something episodes. Oh, no. It was so long. And then it got cancelled after that. But the thing is, if you watch season three, you can understand why the show got cancelled. It was so bad. I really didn't like season three. Yeah. Like, the characterization for Lucifer was so off in season three. He was just like a whiny child. (laughs) Yeah. 
then it got cancelled. It came back with season four on Netflix. Season four was really good. I felt like season four captured like the essence of like season one, like what made it so interesting mm. and special. Yeah, season five was okay. I feel like because Netflix did the like split season thing where they put half the season first and then the next half after a while. Mm-hmm. I felt like that sort of so like screaming. That I could, that I can hear. Oh my god, they're watching football. I think <laughs> I think their team scored. I holy guacamole. Anyway, as I was saying, so the second half, because there's a break between, I feel like it disrupted the flow. Mm. If like you didn't watch it at one go. And I haven't watched season six. So um Yeah, I was gonna finish Lost soon. But I'm at the final season and I still have a few more You're episodes. You're the final to season? Yeah. <laughs> How many seasons are there? Uh, um, I always thought question. Lost had so many seasons. It's not super a lot, but it's still quite a bit. Oh, am I confusing Lost with... Grey's Anatomy. Bro- <laughs> not Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy is never going to ever end, dude. I don't even know if I want to start. I'm like intimidated by the number. Um, Grey's Anatomy is not my kind of show, so... Why can't I find it on Disney Plus? Oh, shit. Uh, uh, oh, no. Did it take it down? That would be quite funny. Huh? <laughs> lost is gone. Lost is lost! You lost it! <laughs> Hold on. I'll just Google it. Huh? Oh, wait. I found it. Skin. Yeah, this is the thing I hear about Disney Plus. It's like very user unfriendly. Disney okay, Plus, yeah. do you hear that? Honda hates your interface. It's really bad. I don't like <laughs> she it. She wants to cancel her subscription. She will cancel it unless. Okay, yeah. She... It's... <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's six seasons, and I am at episode 14, which is the fourth last one. So I have four more episodes to go. Wait, there's only six seasons of Lost? Yes. Why did I think there were like 10 or 11 seasons? I don't know. I feel like maybe it's because Lost seemed to go on for such a long time. I mean, I feel like it was always on TV when I was Yeah, I think maybe that's it. It's because it was always on TV. I remember when I was younger, it was always on TV. Oh my god, Grey's Anatomy's. Oh, 17 seasons. No way. Still going, by the way. So. I know. I know Um, there's a spin-off series. For Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, it's a firefighting one. I think I mentioned. Station 19. Oh! oh that's I a did... spin-off. So, like, characters from Grey's Anatomy would sometimes appear. Like, I didn't the... know it was a spin-off. Mm, like, the husband of... I forgot the character's name. But it's like the one of the really like main characters of Grey's Anatomy is like a is a firefighter. I mean, sometimes the 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 female main character of Grey's Anatomy will appear as well. Oh, interesting! I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, the so I thought the crossover. Know. I thought the crossover was interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, like Grey's Anatomy has so much history. And law. Like you can actually say that Grey's Anatomy has law because it's 17 seasons long. Mm, yeah. Every time I try and start, 
like I don't really like the first few reps. I know. Then I'm just like, eh, and then I, I stop. Could, I couldn't get into Grey's Anatomy. What are some popular shows I couldn't get into? Okay, I couldn't get into Grey's Anatomy. I couldn't get into Gossip Girl either. Um, at one point, I really wanted to watch Heroes because that show. Mm. I remember the first season at least was revolutionary. It was one of like the highest viewed shows, but then it like crashed and burned so bad. And I remember I really wanted to watch Heroes, but like knowing that after season one it's just bad, I guess. Um, I don't know if it's worth it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, for me, I couldn't get into those like teen shows that were really popular back then, like Vampire Diaries, Teen Wolf. I watched six seasons of Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I was so obsessed with Vampire Diaries, but thank God for hindsight, because I stopped watching um from season six, right? Um and after knowing the ending, I'm so glad I didn't continue with the show. I mean, yeah, I used to like Riverdale. Not anymore. <laughs> Season 1 was good. It was stupid. It was Although, a bit catchy. We were so hyped when it came out. Yeah, because it was, it was like dumb fun. You know, like, we were having fun with the show because the show wasn't being too serious either. Like, it was teetering the line between being a bit absurd and serious but I thought season one found like a good enough balance and then like the visuals are so good like, yeah the aesthetic. I, I mean really the whole story it. is stupid right but then season two just it was just bad so Riverdale but the thing is I feel like River, Riverdale at this point has just embraced the absurdity so they know it's absurd and they're just going with it. I mean, they have musical episodes. Musical. Yeah, probably, probably will never. I mean, every time Archie sang in season one, I would just skip. <laughs> Do you remember? I used to skip all his singing because I really don't like it when characters in shows sing. <laughs> Dude. No, okay, speaking of that, okay, so I'm watching this K-drama, and um, last week's episode, this is one episode where they have, like, this song festival, so everyone got up to sing, and I was just skipping through that entire scene, because oh I really cannot wait characters singing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a me problem. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. It's a me problem. Um, today, we are doing a story from India. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've done a crime story from India. We've done a Did ghost not? story, but I don't think we've done a crime story from India. The honor killing was it? Oh no. It was Indians, but it wasn't set in okay. India. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. It wasn't set. The closest, we've, I guess. <laughs> we've done like a lot of. Korean, Japanese, and Chinese killings, I guess. I think, I mean, the most would be American. Yeah, but when we're talking about Asian crime, I feel like these three take the cake. So, yeah, yeah, diversify. Yeah. 
<laughs> We've got India in the mix today. So, um, actually, really interestingly, I found this story on a Reddit thread where it was, I think the question was, one of the dumbest ways uh, a killer got caught or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but this story, honestly, like, the focus isn't even on the fact that the way this guy got caught is dumb because, like, it's a whole thing, but he... Yeah, that isn't really what makes this story fascinating, but the ending of this story is so interesting and so, like, I would say cool because, like, holy shit, you don't expect it. Mm -hmm. So anticipate that because I'm excited. So this is the story of Aku Yadav. Mm-hmm. Hope I pronounced that right. Okay. Um, Aku Yadav was actually born Bharat Kalicharan and can't really find his exact date of birth but according to Wikipedia it's estimated about 1971 or 1972. Mm-hmm. Don't really know how old this I mean yeah, but we don't really know when he was born. So Yadav grew up in the Kasturba Nagar slum outside the city of Nagpur in India. So this slum would be his entire life. This is where he lived and where he did business. But life in the slums was also dangerous. So along with terrible living conditions and rampant poverty, there was a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. So there had actually been numerous active criminals as well as two active rival gangs in the slums. Eventually, Yadav would join a gang. He would eventually go from being... Okay, I don't know what the progression is like in gangs, (laughs) but I guess he went from, like, gang member to, like, mobster. Like, he went from, like, the lowest rank to, like, Mm -hmm. the highest rank. Yeah. So that's what happened to him. So he went from being like this, I guess, small-time thug, like the lowest level, to eventually being um someone so powerful that he could like take control of a gang of criminals on his own. And this would lead him to literally... Like his power was so much so that he would... It seemed as if he was literally ruling over the slums. Mm-hmm. And... Extortion was Yadav's main source of income. So together with his gang members, he would threaten the residents of Kasturba Nagar. And if anyone resisted him, he would not hesitate to resort to violence and would often threaten the people. So he would also... Because this guy is so, I guess, powerful, he would even trouble like shop owners like he, he would just find a way to be a menace to everyone in the slums so in one of the incidents he troubled this shop owner so her name was her name is Pratiba Urkud and she and her husband basically owned a grocery shop and Yadav would go and he would take things from the shop without paying or he would take stuff and then he would pay like very little for it Mm-hmm. And on top of that, right, he would also demand money from them 
and he would get violent if they review if they refuse to give in to his demands. Interesting. But this is the thing. So this extortion thing is really not even the worst of the stuff that he does. So as I go on with the story, you'll find out that this extortion and harassment is literally the most trivial thing he does. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So being a crime boss also meant that he was most likely a narcissist and he <laughs> believed that he had absolute and all power. So as a result, he often feared that people were gossiping or plotting something behind his back. To solve this, he barred people from gathering and talking. <laughs> what? Okay. I know. Like, can you imagine like you just want to meet your friend and you can't do that because this crime boss mobster guy has set some random rule that prevents you from even doing that. It's so... Uh, man. It, does this not sound like a plot from a movie? <laughs> like, there's this, like, over-the-top villain who, like, takes control of, like, a tiny town and then I'm telling you... It sounds like... Work. Like, 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 an episode from Powerpuff Girls or something. You know what? You're right. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Um, on top of this very strange rule about not allowing people to gather and talk, he also stopped the young boys from playing with each other. So they couldn't even play, like, football. And if he saw a bunch of kids playing he would literally go in and break up the games. Like, he would go in and ask them to stop. It's, I know. He's it's a so, lot of fun. I, you're right. He <laughs> must be fun at parties. Um, to quell anyone rising up and possibly questioning him, um, he threatened the people against reporting him to the police. And let me tell you this right now. Okay, spoilers for later. The police in this story are so useless. (laughs) Oh my God. Like, as I carry on with the story, you will realize how freaking useless the police are. Okay. Um, Being a crime boss also meant that he could easily dispose of people, you know, Mm -hmm. kill them, dispose of them. But the problem is, right, if you're going to kill a bunch of people, it's going to be a bunch of bodies. Mm-hmm. So to avoid getting arrested, guess what he did? Okay, I give you three options. Okay, first option, he bribes the police. Option two, he bribed the people. Option three, he just didn't do anything. He just didn't do anything. No, he actually bribed the police. Okay. Well, he did something. He bribed the police. It's so... Holy guacamole. Like, you think about it. Like, money can really do a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, he managed to bribe an entire police force so that they won't do anything if... Like, they found out that he has money. Uh, if he has, like, bodies. Yeah. So, the police took the money and essentially just turned a blind eye to whatever this guy was doing. 
And the infuriating thing about this was most of Yadav's victims were the lowest caste in India. So they were called, so they're called the untouchables. Mm-hmm. And according to Wiki, um, Yadav wasn't an untouchable. He was like a, he was in a higher caste, I guess. But the thing is, it was precisely because his victims were untouchables that gave further incentive for the police to essentially do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because they're the lowest, they're the lowest in the social hierarchy. Like, why should they care about them? Like, I mean, the the very name is literally called Untouchable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's frustrating because, like, these people lived in poverty. They lived in the slums. Mm -hmm. And essentially, the police and people in authority that could have helped them chose to turn a blind eye. And it was so easy for them because, you know, they don't have to live the life these people in the slums are living. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. This story really got me, like, riled up even when I was, like, doing it. Okay. So I'm just going to go through some of the really freaking heinous things that um, Yadav did. So, Yadav murdered a woman named Asha Bai in front of her 16-year-old daughter. Um, so, Asha Bai had been having dinner with her family when Yadav arrived at her front door. So, he stood outside her door and he basically yelled in and he said, I'm a friend of your brother's. So, Asha Bai opened the door to let him in. What he did was he dragged her out um, of the house and he's he likes he dragged out the house and he stabbed her and then he proceeded to cut off her ears and her fingers so that he could take her earrings and rings just ask for it as i said like this guy just wants to exert power and authority and fear probably and fear yes in another incident he attacked a woman and her husband between literally nobody was safe because this incident happens at like 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning. So he attacks a woman and her husband and he stabs the husband in the thigh, then locks him in the bathroom before dragging his wife out by her hair, bringing her to another location and raping her. Um, he also attacked a woman named Asho Bagat. Bhagat. Um, he tortured her in front of her daughter and cut off her breasts. He then threw her on the street and sliced her up, eventually killing her. So for this incident, one of her neighbors, Avinash Tiwari, he saw this happening and he was like, oh my God. So he wanted to report it to the police, but Yada found out and then butchered him, killed him to prevent him from reporting it to the police. And like this, are literally numerous other stories of what Yadav did to terrorize the residents of the slum. And the most heartbreaking thing about this case was the fact that um, Yadav wanted so much power and control that he would actually rape the women in the slums. So Yadav's first rape happened in 1991. So he was about 20 years old when he actually gang raped a woman. Mm. 
Um, according to the residents of Kasturbanagar, Yadav had raped nearly every woman living there. Wow. Yeah. Almost every woman living in a house he would have raped. So he um, apparently raped over 40 women. I'm using the word rape um, in order to emphasize the severity and the gravity of what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this argument that says that using a term sexual assault tends to downplay the seriousness. Mm-hmm. So for this, I'll be using the word rape. Yes. When he was around, the women feared leaving their homes. However, even if the women stayed at home, it didn't protect them from his assaults because Yadav and his men would literally barge into houses at any time of day and attack them. And his youngest victim was only 10 years old. Disgusting. Yeah. It it gets more disgusting, by the way. Uh, He would order his men to drag girls, girls as young as 12 years old, to this sort of... um, decrepit building and together he and his men would gang rape them he did not discriminate so he once raped a woman after her wedding he raped another woman named Kalma 10 days after she'd given birth and this woman she just couldn't bear what happened to her so she doused herself in kerosene and set herself on fire um Yadav and his men also dragged a seven-month pregnant woman onto the street and raped her in public view. And it's just... It just gets so much worse. Mm. Um, And the one thing I found pretty interesting about this case was the women weren't quiet about his assaults. They actually reported it to the police. But as I said, the police are freaking useless. And I thought it was quite interesting because um, the topic of rape is very, very taboo in India. Mm. And it's it's generally looked down upon to even talk about it, much less be like a survivor of it. But these women went to the police to lodge reports. But as I mentioned earlier, the police were bribed by Yadav, so they turned a blind eye. In fact, they would tell Yadav who reported them instead of helping these women. Mm-hmm. On top of that, the police would blame the women, calling them, basically calling them loose and justifying the rape. Um, <sighs> they even accused them of having an affair with Yadav. Amazing. And in one case, when one of the women reported that she had been gang-raped by Yadav, um, the police responded by gang-raping her in return. Oh, wow. It's it's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. The situation in the slums got so bad that 25 families moved out. Um, girls were removed from schools and kept at home and even things like vegetable vendors would refuse to go to the slums so the women would have to go to far away markets just to get groceries 
Mm. But then everything finally came to a head in 2004. So Yadav and his men, so this was the night, um, Yadav and his men raped a 13-year-old girl and afterwards went to a woman named Ratna Dongari. Um, they went to her house. And mm-hmm. the reason why they went to her house was because they wanted to extort money from her. So they went in, they destroyed everything in the house, and they basically told her that they were going to murder her family. So after this attack, a woman named Usha Narayane came, and she saw everything, and she was and she goes to Ratna, and she's like, hey, you need to report this to the police. Mm-hmm. But Ratna, obviously, traumatized, frightened, and... I mean, at this point, they must know that the police are going to be of no help, right? Mm-hmm. So she tells um, she tells Usha that she doesn't want to lodge a report. And, but Usha Narayane, I, honestly, this woman is a badass because she's like, okay, I'm going to take things into my own hands. And she goes to the police and she lodges a report. And of course, the police are a bunch of assholes. And they told Yadav about it. So Yadav then took 40 of his men and went to Usha's house. So Yadav was carrying a bottle of acid and he stood outside her house and he began to hurl threats at her. And he basically told her, I won't hurt you if you take back your complaint. But Usha was not so easily faced. So she barricaded her front door and she refused to give in to him. Um, during this time, she actually called the police and she told them that Yadav and, and his men were outside her house threatening her. So police were like, okay, we'll be there. Spoilers, they never come. Oh. Usha's refusal to surrender infuriated Yadav. So he threatened her saying, I'll throw acid on your face and you won't be in a position to file any more complaints. If we ever meet you, you don't know what we'll do to you. Gang rape is nothing. You can't imagine what we'll do to you. So clearly, um, wonderful words to get somebody to remove a complaint about you, right? Mm-hmm. So once again, Usha was like, you know what? F these men. And she began to hurl insults back at them. <laughs> um, Yadav even began to tell her in vivid detail how he would throw acid on her, how he would rape her, and how he would murder her. As Yadav and his men began to break down her door, Usha turned on a cylinder of gas. Um, and as gas filled the house, she threatened to light a match and blow all of them up. <laughs> wow. So at this point, Yadav and his men were like, holy shit, because he could smell the gas and so they retreated. Interestingly, seeing Usha's bravery actually encouraged her neighbours. So they stormed the streets, they would pick up stones and sticks and they would throw it at Yadav's men. And essentially, it was just this whole community coming together to Mm -hmm. essentially rise up against this tyrant and with so many enraged people fighting against them Yadav's men realized that they could not overpower this this community 
So like cowards, they ran away. Of course. Of course. And after they ran away, the people, they celebrated. <laughs> like they were legit having a whole celebration. And it just goes to show how much this community was terrorized by Yadov's men. Yadov mm-hmm. and his men, actually. On August 6, 2004, the people marched into Yadav's house and set it on fire. Wow. Yeah, they burnt the house to the ground. And this was when Yadav realized that things were not going his way. So he ran to his best friends. Honda, do you want to guess who the best friends are? police <laughs> the popo the police yeah okay so this is the part where um the radio threat was like oh who was like a dumb criminal yeah they were referring to this like he literally went to the police to for help and they ended up arresting him <laughs> okay but i'll explain the arrest okay so they actually arrested him to protect him Okay. Which I don't fully understand, but um, I guess they did what they did. So they arrested um Yadav on the, August 7, 2004. And um, on that day, they brought him to district court where over 500 slum residents came. One of Yadav's men actually tried to pass him knives which um, he had wrapped in blankets, but they weren't so slick about it. So some of the residents saw what was happening and they began to protest. So this led to the arrest of Yadav's accomplices. And after seeing this whole commotion, the police were like, okay, this is going to be a mess. So they take Yadav and bring him back into custody for his protection. But Yadav didn't go without a fight. So he declared that once he returned, he would teach every single woman in the slum a lesson. Mm-hmm. It's just so amazing, don't you think? He just has a way with people. <laughs> the next day on August 8th, he was attacked by a group as he was being taken to court. <laughs> but he survived. And at this point, I'm like, the police are so useless, they can't even protect the dude that has <laughs> been bribing them. Um, okay, so this is the part where things get juicy. So buckle up, everyone. On August 13th, 2004, Yadav was scheduled to appear for his bail hearing in the Nagpur District Court the police had actually planned to keep him in custody until it's actually the people calmed down, mm-hmm. after which they would release him. Uh. But the people of the slums caught wind of this and became enraged. Although the hearing was set to be miles away from where they lived, hundreds of women marched the court armed with chili powder and vegetable <laughs> knives. So they walked into the courtroom and took the front seats. I'm telling you, these women are freaking badass. Holy mm. guacamole. So Yadav was eventually brought in and he was the mask of like perfect, cool, 
and like composed. And the thing that reports say was that he was utterly unrepentant. Of course. He saw one of his victims and even began to mock her. So he called her a prostitute and even said that he would rape her again. Once again, this man has just a fantastic <laughs> way with people. Watching this, the police did nothing, of course, and they actually mm-hmm. laughed. Of course, this woman wasn't just going to sit there and get insulted. So she took out her shoe and began to whack him in the head. <laughs> and she said, we can't both live on this earth together. It's you or me. And that's oh. when all hell broke loose. So the hundreds of women rose. And when I say hundred, I mean it's like 200 plus 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 women. So they rose up and began to attack him. So they stabbed him over 70 times and threw chili powder and stones at his face. <laughs> chili powder in the eyes, so painful. Oh my God. Uh. The women actually passed the knives around, vowing that they would each get a chance to stab him at least once. Oh, wow. Yeah. The sheer number of women in the courtroom frightened the police. I mean, it was like 200. Um, who also had chili powder thrown at them, by the way. <laughs> so the police were like, I, I'm out. And they fled, leaving Yadav behind. Once again, the police are useless. And... Just the icing on the cake. Um, one of the women even hacked Yadav's penis off. Oh, I know. I was like, holy guacamole. <laughs> As he was being lynched, this was a lynching. Mm-hmm. Um, Yadav's tune changed drastically. So he begged the women for mercy, screaming, forgive me, I won't do it again. Lol. Dude, you had your chance. You had mm-hmm. many chances to repent, but you did not. Within 15 minutes, Yadav was dead. Yet, the mob continued to attack his body. They really hated him. After the attack, the women returned to Katsurban Nagar, where they informed their families that they had killed Yadav. Hearing this, there was a huge celebration with people <laughs> dancing on in the streets with loud music. They were even like passing food around. There was a whole celebration. Five women were actually arrested for the murder of Yadav. Um, Usha Narayane being one of them. However, in this part, honestly feels like a Seepal movie. Five women were arrested, but every other woman in the slums stood up and they were like, I killed him. So they all stood up and they claimed to have <laughs> taken part in the murder. Furthermore, hundreds of people, so about 400 women and 100 men and children, went to the courthouse to support the arrested women. Um, they actually sat there saying that they would not move until the women were granted bail. Eventually, in 2012, Usha Narayane was acquitted. There were 21 others who were arrested but were released due to the lack of evidence. A judge stated that there were no reliable witnesses to the lynching, (laughs) even saying that the police were unreliable themselves. So Yadav's autopsy report actually revealed that he had alcohol in his system. Hmm. Which meant that the night before when he was in police custody, he (sighs) was 
he was A, either allowed to drink alcohol or B, he was drinking along with the police officers like they were chummy chum chums. Probably. Yeah. Um, Bao Vahani, a retired high court judge, came out to support the women, saying that they had no choice but to take such action as they had been repeatedly turned away by the police who were meant to protect them. Mm. As of 2014, all who were accused of Yadav's murder were released due to the lack of evidence. Interestingly, there are different versions of what happened that day in the courtroom. So according to the police, who I am not inclined to believe, the lynching was done by four men and the women of the, um, the women essentially confessed in order to protect them. Another account said that both men and women had been there for the lynching. Uh, BBC News said that initial reports stated that 14 women and several children had forced their way into the courtroom. So, um, yeah. Different. Mm-hmm. I want to believe that 200 women stormed in and like stabbed him to death and hacked off his pee so, um, the fascinating thing about this lynching was it had not been pre-planned. Mm-hmm. So there was no, I guess, community meeting where the women sat together and they were like, okay, we're going to storm the court and we're going to stab him and throw chili powder at his face. Um, but as word spread about his bail, um, the women sort of all realized that they had to do something. Mm-hmm. And that's what led to the lynching. So yeah, so this is the story of Aku Yadav. Nice. Dun, dun, dun. Doesn't it have the most fascinating twist at the end? Yeah, I guess we haven't covered like mob justice. Right? Yeah. I mean, oh, wow. Okay, but I was looking through the Reddit thread and... um. A whole bunch of people were like, hell yeah, you know, like, they murdered him, justice. Mm-hmm. But like, a few others, and I emphasize, a few others were like, oh, but it's still murder. You shouldn't be celebrating the mob. But, dude, like, these people were so neglected by the authorities. Yeah. And they were terrorized by this tyrant who not only harassed the shit out of them, but he also violated them, he murdered them, he, like, brutalized them, and no matter how much these people called out for help, no one was there helping them. So, in the end, they had to take things into their own hands. Like, how else do you think they would have been able to survive this? Mm. Yeah. So, like, the police would be, like, accountable for their actions as well. Yeah. Uh. The thing with the police was, one, they were freaking useless, as we established, but they were also victim-blaming and they were on his side, knowing very well that he was doing something so heinous. Mm. And, like, it goes to show how much they didn't care because during the trial, they were laughing as he essentially told a victim that he was going to rape her again, like... At least it's not, he's no longer walking around. He's not... But, you know, it just made me think about how... 
it just made me think of the Delhi rape case. Oh, yeah. I mean, not to say these two are the same, but it's just like, what the shit, you know? Ugh. The fact that he said that, you know, gang rape is like nothing. It's so many people believe that, like, it's nothing. They have the right to violate a woman mm. that way. Yes, but anyway, the world is a better place without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and click that follow button on Spotify. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and whatever podcast platform you listen to. And you can follow us on Instagram at HGU Podcasts. Share us a message or send us a story if you'd like. You can also email us at hiddenamongustree at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.